Good morning. It is good to be here this morning, and I, I was able to speak probably about a year ago, uh, and I, my name's in the bulletin, Kevin Huddleston. I work with Arms of Hope, Director of Ministries for Arms of Hope, uh, but it is great to be here. I love this church. I love who you are in this community. I love the shared partnership and ministry you have with us at Arms of Hope, but it is, it is great to, to be here this morning. Hey, let me, let me pray as we get into this. Father, it is great uh, to be here this morning. It is always good to be with your people, uh, to sing these songs, to worship you. And Father, I pray that this morning, um, whatever words I offer, in the weakness of me, your servant, Father, I pray that you will speak power, that you will bring life. Uh, Father, we come here to worship you this morning, and we do that with everything we have. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we're one week past Easter. Last week, all over this country, there were uh, all kinds of pastel shirts and ties and lots of pictures taken. I've always grown up, uh, Easter's been one of those, those Sundays, I know there's the religious side of it and we celebrate that, but Easter in and of itself was always a holiday that I was like, eh, meh, it's okay. Maybe because I didn't like pastels and here I am wearing a purple shirt this morning. But one of the things about Easter that I've always wondered is I'm not sure we really know what to do with Easter and especially with Easter night or the day after Easter. Now, Christmas night, I know exactly what to do. It's pumpkin pie. That's what I do on Christmas night. Actually, that's what I do Christmas morning and Christmas afternoon. But Christmas night, I know it's pumpkin pie with, with an extra dose of whipped cream on top, you know. Actually, it's a, probably a smaller piece of pie and extra whipped cream on Christmas night. I know what to do with Easter night. I, I mean, with Christmas night. And even the day after Christmas, we know what to do. We take stuff back and all that, that business. But I sometimes wonder if we know what to do with Easter once the day is over. This last week, I, I went on a little scouting trip. And I went... I actually went to HEB and to Walmart and Hobby Lobby. I wasn't going to buy anything. I just wanted to go see. And I waited until, I actually waited until Friday just to go see what Easter looked like almost a week afterwards. Now see, the deal is, with, with Christmas, the day after, we have Valentine's stuff up, right? Now, you, you can go all the way back to the 4th of July. As soon as 4th of July is over, you start seeing Thanksgiving stuff. And, or Halloween, yeah. Halloween, that's right. I jumped one. Um, but there's always ways well, move right to the next holiday. But after Easter, there's not... I know we've got Memorial Day, and it's a little while till the 4th of July. But we're always a little slow, and exactly right. I went to HEB and to Walmart, and the Easter stuff's still there, and it's narrowed down. It's 75% off, and people aren't really shopping for it. But there's no next thing there. I went to Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby, they're on target. Uh, I, I went in to Hobby Lobby. There's a little bit of Easter stuff, and then there's a 4th of July stuff laid out there ready, ready to go. But I'm not sure we really know what to do after Easter. I loved Easter egg hunts. Um, and, and maybe I'm, I know I'm kind of weird in a lot of ways. Uh, but a lot of those Easter eggs I didn't really like. I like some of the chocolate ones. I like those little, the little robin egg ones. They were the mothballs. Uh, moth not mothballs. <laughs> maybe that's why those didn't, I didn't like those. Um, malt balls, the little robin egg ones. 
but what I really liked, and I don't know if we do these much anymore, I really like the hard-boiled eggs. Those were my favorite. Do, did any of y'all get hard-boiled eggs, dyed eggs? Okay, good. I'm glad that's still happening. Um, but I really like those, but my sisters liked them as well. And they wouldn't really, I wasn't worried about them stealing my chocolate eggs. I was worried about them stealing my hard-boiled eggs. And so I remember one Easter, I made quite a haul on the hard-boiled eggs. And so I got them, and I put them in my Easter basket, and I got all my chocolate eggs and all those other candy eggs, and I put those in my room, and I would kind of munch on them. But the hard-boiled eggs, I'm like, I'm going to save these. <laughs> you know where this is going. I put them in my Easter egg basket and put them up in my closet. And sure enough, I forgot about them. And I'm not sure exactly how long it was. How long does it take for a boiled egg to go bad? And I mean, I don't know. But after a while, I started smelling something. And my parents started, we all started smelling it. None of us, like, what is that smell? And it get, started getting worse and worse. And finally, we said, we've got to find, find this. We started, we thought maybe a mouse had fallen down in the wall or something. But sure enough, we start looking and we go to the closet, and it's in there. And about the time my dad is searching up in my closet, I think, I bet it's those eggs. It was, it was nasty. But I didn't know what to do with Easter once Easter was over. The passage that we read out of Luke this morning, the resurrection's happened. It's the day, it's after. Jesus isn't there. And his followers don't know what to do with him. In fact, they're walking along the road with him. He's walking along right beside them. There's this man walking with them. They were walking with each other about, and talking about everything that happened. And as they talked and discussed those things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. And Jesus asked, what are you talking about? And they stood still, their faces downcast. He said, are you, the only, are you only a visitor to Jerusalem? And do not know the things that have happened here in these days? And Jesus says, what things? I, I just kind of think Jesus is playing with them. What things are you talking about? Well, about Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death. They crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who's going to redeem Israel. And what is more? It is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of the women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but they didn't find his body. And all this is happening, and Jesus is right there, and the followers of Jesus don't know what to do with a resurrected Jesus. I wonder if we're any different. You know, I think we know what to do with the baby Jesus. We put in mangers, we sing songs about him, we have a holiday that's dedicated completely, and we, we seem to know what to do with the baby Jesus. And the teacher Jesus, we, we have classes, we have vacation Bible schools, we have all these things. And I think we know what to do somewhat with the teacher Jesus and the healer, Jesus the healer. I think we, we get a grasp of knowing what to do with Jesus, the healer, and even the crucified Jesus. I think we can picture that and we grasp that and, and we sang some songs this morning that talk about the crucifixion and even the resurrection, but I think we understand that. But the resurrected Jesus, maybe on 
Easter, we grasp. And maybe when we take the bread and we drink the cup, we grasp for just a little bit. But do we really know what to do with a resurrected Jesus? man at Yale Divinity School named Miroslav Volf says that the crisis in the Christian church today is this, that we struggle to know what to do with a resurrected, living Jesus. What do we mean by that? When you think about Jesus the teacher and Jesus the healer, he did some outrageous things, some things that boggle our mind and imagination. He made some claims as the teacher that that really we just can't seem to comprehend. But the most outrageous claim that Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus the Christ made was this. The Son of Man will be handed over. He will be crucified. And on the third day, he'll be resurrected. That is an outrageous claim. That's a claim that none of us can make this morning. And yet Jesus made that claim. And here's the deal. If that claim, if Jesus is not true to that claim, then all of his other teachings are meaningless. But if the claim of Christ, that he will be handed over, crucified, and on the third day be resurrected, if that claim is true and he truly is a resurrected Christ, then all of the other teaching that Jesus does, all of the other claims that he makes, we have to hold as true. And I wonder if we want to do that. The resurrected Christ, he is risen. And he wasn't just risen for one day. He was risen for all eternity. He is who he says he is. He's done what he said he will do. He is the resurrected Christ. And all of the teachings of Jesus are valid and true. And they hold weight and meaning for us today. Which means this. If I believe in the resurrected Christ, then that changes how I see myself. If I believe in the resurrected Christ, then I have to believe the claim of Jesus that I cannot do this life on my own. If I believe in the resurrected Christ, I must believe Jesus when he says, no man comes to the Father except by me. If I believe in the resurrected Christ, then the resurrected Jesus is the only way to eternal peace with God in heaven forever. So I must see myself differently. I cannot do it on my own. If I believe in the resu resurrected Christ, I'm also not as bad as I sometimes want to believe I am. If I believe in the resurrected Christ, then I am made in the image of God and Jesus went to the cross because he loved me so much that he wants me to be with him forever. And if I believe in the resurrected Christ, then I have to believe Jesus when he says, Man cannot live by bread alone. And I have to change my life and quit working in such a way that everything that I am is dependent upon what I do. When did we start believing that we can live by bread alone? When did we start working 40, 50, 60, 70 hour a week, a day, a, a week, work weeks? When did we think that everything, that our whole existence is based on how hard we work and what we do. So I have to start, if I believe in a resurrected Jesus, I have to see myself differently. But I also have to see others differently. If I believe in a resurrected Christ, then I have to believe Jesus when he says, you love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, I've got some neighbors. I've got some neighbors that I, I like. I can love them. 
But I have to believe that teaching as it goes further when Jesus says, and oh, by the way, everyone's your neighbor. If I believe in a resurrected Christ, I have to start seeing people as my neighbor. And I start loving them as my neighbor. And if I believe in a resurrected Christ, even if I can't see, Ray, I don't know why I keep looking at you, you're down in the front, but I'm going to look, you're here. Even if for some reason I cannot see Ray as my neighbor, then I have to see him at least as my enemy. And guess what? I love him too. You're not my enemy. I, yeah. If I believe in a resurrected Christ, I have to see humanity differently and realize that we are at very best neighbors and at very worst enemies, and we still love. If I believe in a resurrected Christ... I have got to stop seeing people as their political affiliation. I have got to stop seeing people based on where they live or what they believe. If I believe in a resurrected Christ who came and lived and died and was resurrected for all humanity, I have to see everyone as created in the image of God, worthy of God's salvation and my time, attention, and love. And if I believe... In a resurrected Christ, I had to change the way I see the church. It changes how I see who we are as the body of Christ and our purpose in this world. If I believe in a resurrected Christ who died for and empowers his church, then I have to believe that the church, that our first purpose as the body of Christ is not the marketing and branding of individual congregations. But our first purpose as the body of Christ is to be life and light and love and truth in this world. If I believe in the resurrected Christ, I have got to believe that the success of the local congregation is not about money in the plate or people in the pews. It's about our witness and our work and our ministry in the neighborhood. If I, believe, if I believe in a resurrected Christ, then it means that we as a church move to the margins. And the people that this world says are worthless and meaningless, that's where we go. And we say, no, you do have worth, you do have meaning, you do have purpose. And we as the body of Christ want to embrace you and help you know this resurrected Christ that we know and love and serve. If I believe in resurrected Christ, then I believe that the gospel of Jesus is good news. You know, this, this last week, we had Easter, Easter Sunday, and they were, you know, I, I looked on Facebook, and there were so many, we took some great family pictures on Easter Sunday, and got my grandsons, well, they're actually, they're out with Children's Church. They were with us. We took some great Easter pictures, and, and people were posting Easter pictures on Facebook, and it was so great to see all those. And, and I was actually just kind of filled with joy because I'm seeing all these people and, and seeing people that I've known for years, and I, I know that at least on that Sunday they're in church and, and they're worshiping and they're with family. And then we start hearing news of the bombings in Sri Lanka and this, these two images of the joy and life that comes through Christ is here and then the pain and the suffering and the reality of the world that we live in. And there's this conflict. But if the story of Jesus was good news in our churches last Sunday morning, if it was good news right here, then the gospel of Jesus has got to be good news to folks in Sri Lanka. If the gospel is not good news to everyone, the gospel is good news 
to no one. The resurrected Jesus is good news for anyone and everyone that lives on the face of this earth. If the gospel is good news on Easter morning, then the gospel, the story of the resurrected Christ, is good news on Saturday night. If the gospel is good news on Easter morning, the gospel is good news anytime and every time. The gospel is good news. We believe in a resurrected Christ. And because he is resurrected, because that claim is true, that claim when he said, I will be handed over, crucified, and buried, but I will rise again. That claim is true. Then every other teaching and claim of Christ is true. And we have to hold to that. And we live as people of good news. We live as resurrection people. We're not Easter Sunday people. If we live as Easter Sunday people, but we don't live as resurrection people every other day of the year, then that joy, the good news of Easter Sunday, is nothing more than a bunch of smelly eggs up in a closet. But the aroma of Christ is not the aroma of death. The aroma of Christ is life. And so this week, this week, I want, to encourage, I want to encourage myself to do this. I would love for you to join me. But this week, I want to walk a little more slowly down the road. This week, I want to walk a little more intentionally with some neighbors, with some friends, and maybe even with some enemies. And as I walk with them, I want to realize that a resurrected Jesus is walking alongside us. This week, I want to gaze more deeply into the face. Not the face of a Christ who I've tried to remake in my own image. But I want to gaze more deeply into the face of a resurrected, victorious Savior. Who brings life in a world full of death. I want to pray a prayer and then say a few words and I'll hand it over. Father, this morning, this morning we gather here as people who long to be in your presence. And Father, we admit that sometimes we struggle with knowing what to do with the resurrected Christ. But Father, this morning we want to make the claim that we believe that Jesus is risen and he's not risen for one day, he's risen for eternity. And Father, we want to live as resurrection people. As resurrection people who see ourselves differently, who see our world differently, and know that the purpose of this church, the purpose of your church, is to bring good news, the good news of Jesus to this world. And so, Father, this week, help us walk with purpose. Help us walk with life as people who believe in the resurrection, as people who bring life in places of death, who bring peace in a world of chaos, and who bring hope to all who despair. In the name of Jesus, amen. So we're about to sing. And, and I know how this goes. We, we sing and, and we invite you to, to, to come forward. We invite you to pray with people. And if you want to do that, we want you to do that. If this morning is a morning that you want to claim the resurrection of Christ, we want you to do that. If this morning is a morning where you want to say, 
Today, I want to start seeing myself differently as a child of God, then we want you to do that. If this morning is a morning that, that you say, you know, I'm going to start seeing my neighbors differently. I'm going to start seeing them as people worthy of God's grace, then we want you to do that.